The Alternate Universe Podcast is brought to you in part by Double Daggers Artisan Emporium in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Welcome everybody to the Alternate Universe Podcast. I'm Brian Berg. And I'm Ryan Gothier. And it has been a whole year. Has it been that long? It has been. It's been one year and eight days. So I guess this is our one year anniversary celebration. <laughs> Woo! Episode three. <laughs> we're uh, we're the, the one and only yearly nerd podcast. Yeah, you, you only get our podcast like once a year. So, so make it count. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make well, it. We should make it count. We're going to make this one count. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, a lot has happened over the past year. I mean, I as, don't know. As years do, lots of things tend to happen. I mean, normally. For, for most people. Yeah, normally. Um, one of the big things I noticed, for me at least, I mean, I've lost a shit ton of weight. This is true. You look good. Yeah, I mean, I'm down 50 pounds. I was 256 pounds back in January of 2018, and now I'm down to 205. So, 50 pounds in five months is uh, no small accomplishment, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's quite it's been quite the journey. So, what's up with you, Ryan? Oh, living the dream. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing ever changes with me, man. No. Yeah, I mean, I got a new job. I have a steady girlfriend. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I uh I mean, I guess I sold all my video game consoles and just uh, have a PC now. What? Why didn't you tell me you sold your stuff? <laughs> I would have I may I may have bought stuff. Well, I from didn't you. have any like physical games. I just had the systems. Everything I had was digital. Okay. And I just I mean, with especially with Xbox now like most of the games you can play on PC, sure, and they're cross compatible. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, I never. I always like talked shit about PC, and I never thought like I'd be a PC <laughs> guy, and and now I'm exclusive. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I I still play my consoles. Actually, uh, uh, my girlfriend and I we um, we've been playing uh, the Secret of Mana on my emulator system oh, that okay. I bought. Did you end up getting one of yeah, those? Yeah, I have one of those, yeah. Okay, okay. Did you buy it from the same guy I got mm-hmm. mine from? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I love I love this emulator system that I have. If only I could get uh, the N64 games to work on it. Oh, you know what? I figured out how... To, did you try remapping it? Yes. Oh, and it didn't work for you? Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Like It wasn't like registering the N64 controller as a thing. Oh, it shows mine. It just doesn't... I, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to take another look at yeah. mine again. So, it is February... February. No, it's not February. Sure, I hope it's not February. It's, uh, it's May 25th of 2018. <laughs> uh, we are about a month out from the Avengers Infinity War. What do you think of the Avengers Infinity War? I mean, we can talk about spoilers I now. mean, yeah, spoiler alert. No, there's um, no spoiler alert. This shit's old now. <laughs> it's funny, like seeing all the like social media reactions of people that aren't like big, you know, Marvel fans or comic fans, and just see the movie and they're like so shocked by what happened in the movie. And for me, it's like, well, yeah, like it didn't to be see, expected. Didn't you see this coming? <laughs> like, come on. Now. I mean, they're not gonna kill off like they're you know two of two of their biggest cash cows they're you know they're they're definitely there they're come they're not gonna be gone yeah and with spider-man homecoming 2 whatever they're going to call it is coming out what in two years yeah 
So I mean, it, they're not gonna they're not gonna kill off Spider Man and not do another yeah, movie. And, Come and on. Same with Black Panther. He just had they that they just had the biggest uh, Marvel movie up until Avengers with the Black Panther. So they're not just gonna say, oh, we'll get rid of him. No. Yeah. No. That, and the that, entire Guardians of the Galaxy except for Rocket Raccoon. No. Yeah. <laughs> it that was silly. But there is a strange theory that I came up with um, for why Rocket Raccoon wasn't uh, destroyed. Okay. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to double-check my facts on this. I think he's part cyborg. I don't think he's actually alive. I think it's a machine keeping him. I think he's kept alive by a machine. Or maybe he was genetically modified. I want to Yeah, he was genetically modified, but... Because uh, I think he has but cybernetic if, uh, parts inside of him. Probably. So I, I think that has a slight to-do with why... I like how they pretty much quote-unquote killed everyone except for like the original five yeah i know yeah that was that to (laughs) me i'm just like really that's kind of dumb but i don't know it is what it is it's obviously not that random is it no so i mean i'll ask you if you had to rate it from one to ten one being the worst ten being the best what would you give it as a as a score out of ten um for what it was probably nine and a half ten i mean it was great from a it was just non-stop like for sure yeah yeah, and it was nonstop action from start to finish. For me, I would give it about a nine, yeah. and nine to nine and a half. And the only reason I say that is because there wasn't anything like stellar that blew me away. Like you know, like oh my god, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But the the biggest thing for me was it held somewhat somewhat true to. The comic book characters, what they've built up all this time, and it just oh, kind yeah. of connected everything. And and it was a very, very well-written movie. The action in it was unbelievable. And, yeah, I, it, visually awe-inspiring. And, I, and, like, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Thanos, like, just the way you've been, you know, you've seen little glimpses of him here and there, but you haven't actually seen him in action. Correct. And... I'm not a big fan of, like, CG monsters, villains, whatever you want to call them, but they did him very well. Sure, sure. And I guess that's... Some of that is the motion capturing and whatnot. But. Yeah. And it was it was, a, it was really, really amazing. And I loved... I loved how they did Thanos. Yeah. So, speaking of Thanos and Josh Brolin, who plays him, Deadpool 2. Oh, are we done with Avengers already? I guess. I'm, I'm done with Avengers. I didn't even get to tell you my theory about where, oh. the, where all the dead people are uh well i kind of i i already <laughs> know and i didn't want to i didn't want to put a spoiler do but you, i'll, do I'll you let know, you know are you in the are you in the marvel writing team um i'm going to just say this as a uh uh i'm giving away what i what i know and believe is the rumor and i kind of already knew going into it because kind of it already happened in the comic books but uh, all their souls are kept in the soul gem. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody's going to have to sacrifice themselves to free everyone else. Adam Warlock? I don't think so, because I don't think he's going to be introduced until after the next Avengers. I think he's going to be introduced in the next Avengers movie. Possibly. I think, I well, in one hand, I think something's going to happen where they're going to end up releasing 
the souls from the soul gem, bring everybody back. But with that, Adam Warlock will come back. But that's the thing. That's the weird thing. We saw the well, Adam. We saw the egg for Adam Warlock opening. Yeah, at the end of Guardians, they were well creating him or whatever they were doing to. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's gonna be come back with the Soul Stone. Maybe he'll show up in that movie. But obviously, Captain Marvel is gonna be there. Which what a letdown of a end credit scene that was. Oh, I didn't think it was a letdown at all. It was like we already know Captain Marvel's coming out. Show us something we don't know. I know, but it but the, it's showing how it's connecting to no, this I movie. No, I get that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's the way I feel. But about I it. honestly think that if they're gonna go that route where somebody's gonna have to sacrifice themselves to the Soul Stone to bring everybody back, it's gonna be Captain America. Oh yeah. It, it'll have to be because, well, it, I think it's going to be a combination of all the, the original Avengers because they're not coming back. I think I think Iron Man's going to try to do it, and then Captain's going to stop him, and he's going to be the one that actually does it. But that's the thing. Well, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, they're not coming back for any more movies after this. Eh, nothing's set in stone. I mean, nothing is set in stone. You're right. I mean, yeah, Iron Man, the the character can be replaced. Same with Captain America. Other people can take over the helm, so to speak. But Yeah, well, I mean, you got Sam Wilson, who is actually our current Captain America right now. Well, yeah. kind of. In the comic books, at least. I mean, you know, but it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah. So, with that, now we're going to switch to Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool came out last week. Uh, how did you feel about it? I liked. I think I liked it better than the first one. To be honest, okay. I think it okay. had a lot more things that I found funny. Sure. As a Deadpool fan, and like, and so let me let me just clear the air on one thing for me about Deadpool that some people may or may not know. I mean, you know what? We probably have ten listeners that probably listen to this at the most, but um, what most of them do know. If you don't know, I get well, I should say what most of them do know is that I love Deadpool. What most of them probably don't know is that I'm actually annoyed with Deadpool. <laughs> uh, only <laughs> really? only because, yeah, yeah, and that's only because in 2008 when he came back for the Secret War uh, in the comic books, I was so pumped and so hyped about that. I got the whole Deadpool series for that. For the most part, I stopped at, like, issue, like, 38 or 39, and then... Um, yeah, it just kind of got stale to me, and everything was Deadpool by that point. And it was like 2011, 12. It was like everything was Deadpool. There was like 10 different Deadpool titles out. And I never really got back into Deadpool again after that. I, right. you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, oversaturated the market. Yeah, they did. They oversaturated, and I was just, I was fed up with it. Now, when the Deadpool movie came out, I was super pumped. I loved it. When Deadpool 2 came out just last week, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, what would you give it out of 10? Probably eight, eight and a half. I mean, yeah. I definitely have one major uh, problem with it, and maybe you can set me straight on it. We'll get into that in a minute. But. Yeah, so I give it about an eight and a half, and uh, I want to hear your gripe first before uh, I, I go on mine, because I think we might be in the same boat. Uh, well, I'll see. Um, juggernaut. What about him? He's not a mutant, am I correct? Uh, technically, no, he's not a mutant. But in this movie, he was? That's that's the unclear part about all of this. 
it because he didn't have a thing on him. He didn't have the neck collar on right. him, did he? But he no, he didn't. But well, he might have. We didn't see if he got it off or not. But he had his helmet. Yep. Which is what gives him his strength. And if he didn't have that helmet, why would he be locked away and be this monster that has to be by himself? Like, because without his helmet, he's a scrawny little bitch. Well, yeah, and it, so my gripe is not the same as your gripe, but we'll touch on that now <laughs> for your gripe. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it, it, they made it a little too easy to beat him. They stuck an electric wire up his ass pretty much. Well, and I was fine with the way they beat him, but it just, the whole his whole build of being this monster and he's in this thing by himself, but, like, he's in this prison for mutants, but he's not a mutant. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not. He's, you know, he's possessed by the Sidorak crystal you know so it's like you know it's it's kind of a gray area for me so for me I'll be honest I was really disappointed here was my gripe X-Force okay (laughs) no 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 don't get me wrong I love the characters they picked to be in X-Force I thought the whole Paul thing was hilarious that that was that were was really any good. of them like real characters? Uh huh. They were all real characters. Okay. Um, I really liked that they had Shatterstar and Domino. Um, the other two I was kind of iffy on. Right, the, the cameos though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the cameo for uh, <laughs> for what was it? Uh, what was the invisible guy's name? The invisible guy. Did he have a name? Yeah, he did. I can't remember. <laughs> that and um, the other one, the guy that like vomits like nuclear waste or whatever. Yeah, that, I was more surprised by that one, to be honest. Well, yeah, and I, that was that was. I was really sad. Like, if they, if any of them survived, I wanted it to be him. But <laughs> and see, I liked Shatterstar, so I wanted it to be Shatterstar because at least then they had Shatterstar, Domino, Deadpool. I mean, you know. Sure. Guys who were in those first run of the X-Force books, um, you know, obviously they were missing Boom Boom and they were missing Cannonball. We saw at the end Deadpool go back and change things, so what's to say he doesn't go back and save the rest of them? I agree. I mean, Domino, obviously, she stuck around. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry about that. I didn't think I was going to like Domino, but I love Domino. I know. I like Domino in this one. And, you know, and it's like, again, like, and I'll say this, like, uh, you know, sure, she wasn't the pasty white, you know, thing. that, And that's fine. I like the character that played her. I like the way she looked. I like the way she did everything. Exactly. And it's, um, I thought uh, the girl who played her, Zazzy, whatever her name is. Yeah, I looked it up because she looked really familiar. And then when I looked up her, the actress, I wasn't familiar with her at all but yeah i knew her name i've seen her name floating around in other things but i i was really impressed in how she played domino so i was i was really happy about that um where i was disappointed uh like i said i was just disappointed that they didn't involve more with shatterstar and the x-force like and actually being almost almost yeah. a team movie well, I mean, there is an X-Force movie in the works, isn't there, for next year at there, some point? There was, but now, and I guess we'll talk about... Oh, let's finish talking about... Before we jump into the X-Force movie, quote-unquote, let's talk real quick. Let's finish up Deadpool, and then we'll talk about that. Because, I mean, I feel like they teased that a little bit, especially at the end when he... Uh, the dude, like, burned him, and his suit was all black, and it looked like the X-Force Deadpool, and I, th- I feel like they're teasing that... And then with him going back in time and saving people and 
Yeah. And that and that was really cool. And that and that does allude to it. Um do, what else did you like about Deadpool though? Man, what's there not to like? I mean, probably my favorite scene in the whole movie was the baby legs. Yeah. <laughs> I I really liked all of the references that they made, especially throwing back to Rob Liefeld. Um, and I hate Rob Liefeld. I think he's the worst artist in the whole world. Um, you know, there's a 1% chance that he'd ever listen to this podcast. I'm just saying, though, uh, you know, Rob Liefeld, if you're listening, you suck. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I don't I don't know who that is per se, but uh, I'm sure he's a better artist than I am. Yeah, he's probably he's a better artist <laughs> than I am. But, like, it, you just look at his art and he, like, he can't draw feet, like, super broad chest, super narrow legs, super, like, can't draw feet at all to save his life. Um that that's my complaint about Rob Liefeld, but they poked fun at him and they did all that stuff and and they did good with that. And then the ending scene where he went back in time, the whole Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern, yeah, uh, they had in the uh, Wolverine Origins. Yep, that that was dude. I was laughing so hard at that part. I mean, I couldn't control myself. I was just laughing my ass off. It, that was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I was when. Cable first went back to uh, save Deadpool. I kind of thought he was going to go back and save his wife at first, because he kind of because Deadpool saved his family. So I thought he was going to go back and save it. You know, his family. Yeah. I kind of thought that's what was going to happen. Because I mean, isn't isn't his uh, wife like one of his biggest villains in his comic book run? I forget who she is. Uh, villain wise, I think but. so. I you know because she was more of a. That character was more in the beginning of Deadpool, like, in the 90s series. Like, she sure. wasn't really in the 2000 series. So, uh, unless it was after stuff that I read in 2008. So, I mean, I would have to go back and fact check that. Because I, I want to say she gets possessed by somebody. I don't know. I kind of thought they were going to, they were teasing that a little bit, too. But then they didn't bring her back, so. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was, it was good. It was really good. No, they did bring her back at the end. That was the first thing he did. Well, yeah, that was the first thing that he did. Yeah, that Deadpool did. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was like I said. It I liked the movie the, overall. The only other thing I'm really curious about is who exactly was the kid? Because at first I thought maybe he was Pyro, but then they said he was new, from New Zealand and not Australia. Yeah, and it was. Um, I know he said he was Fire Fist or something really lame like that. Yeah, and I don't really remember him in the comics at all, so yeah. I, I would have to fact check that too, but from my from my guess, because I don't know him, Fire Fist is probably a C, C-class villain. Sure. You know what or I mean? Is it, or like how they made up the... Uh, Teenage Negasonic Warhead ne- character, Negasonic for the movie. Teenage Warhead. Yeah, Maybe I mean that he's something like that too. Yeah, that's very possible because Negasonic Teenage Warhead was only in like two issues of X Men ever. Yeah. Um, they may have brought her back recently because of her popularity now, but I was really hoping to see more of her in the movie though too. Yeah, and yeah, I I was surprised that they didn't touch on that more. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was still it was still cool to see her in there. She still played her part. Yeah. Um, Colossus fight with Juggernaut was awesome. Yes, that was so cool. And the only thing I was slightly disappointed, yeah, the fight scenes were good. It just seemed like there was a lot more story to this than Deadpool 1, where it was just like he was constantly killing people the entire movie. Uh, I'd argue that a little bit. I I feel like it was about the same amount. I might have to go rewatch. That opening scene, though... Where oh, yeah. he was in the uh, and he was in Madripoor, mm-hmm, and he was hunting down all the different people, and yeah, 
that was that was really cool and i loved that fight fight scene at the beginning that was so good so good um, that the uh the fight scene on the the convoy yeah yeah him against cable that was pretty cool too all right yeah there was quite a bit of fighting never mind it was good <laughs> it was good I mean, um, the whole f- prison breakout, yeah. Yeah, they're just some of the stuff I didn't like. I didn't like Juggernaut being ba- brought back again. I didn't mind him being brought back, but I just feel like they it didn't make sense. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the way I And I was trying to figure out, too, because they kept saying this monster, and I was trying to think of somebody that it could be, and that the whole time I'm like, well, it can't really be anybody, because if they don't have any powers, what are they? Yeah, and then when, they, and then when Juggernaut came out, I was like, ah, the monster, I got it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't like that. But like I said, I didn't like the Juggernaut was brought back again. I just, I was kind of like, eh, about it. You know, I was kind of like, eh. But it was cool to see him and Colossus fight because I will never forget on my golden birthday, my sixth birthday, okay, the episode of the X-Men animated series was that Colossus versus Juggernaut episode that oh, where okay. they break Colossus out of jail and they're fighting Juggernaut. That was, that episode aired on my sixth birthday, So, like, that will go down in history for me as my favorite episode of the X-Men animated series of all time. Sure. So, so it kind of threw back to me, like, to that moment. Yeah, 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 that nostalgia, yeah. No, I loved it. I I like how at the end he, Colossus, still had that dent in his head. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was, it was just little things like that. That was pretty cool, so. All right. Yeah. So why don't we uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about how you talked about the X-Force movie. How do you feel if there is even going to be an X-Force movie now that Disney's bought Fox? That's my thing is like Disney's not about like the rated R movies. I mean, they have some franchises, but it's not like they're big I can't see them selling, you know, Deadpool merchandise in the Disney store like they do with the Avengers. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's a huge moneymaker. I think it would be, a, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll pass on it. Yeah, and it would be, like you said, it That's would be. That's all really Disney cares about is the money, so. Yeah, it would be a grave mistake for Disney to pass on the opportunity of having Deadpool in their repertoire, if you will, of movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be a grave mistake if they did that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, you know, it, with everything going on now and we may get the new Fantastic Four movie that I guess is rumoring around uh, a third reboot. I still haven't seen the second reboot. <laughs> Me neither. And, and the you know, and I've, I think I've stated this before, and I think I mentioned it in the first episode a year ago. I, I refuse. I boycott that movie. <laughs> yeah. I will literally only buy it if I can get it for $1 on Blu-ray. <laughs> I mean, you probably could somewhere, but. <laughs> I mean, I probably could, but, I mean, it was just, from what I heard, it was such a bad movie. And I'm still, I'm still pissed about how they did the whole stepbrother, stepsister thing for it. And I, I hate that with yeah. a passion. That is not the Fantastic Four. Johnny Storm and Sue Storm are brother and sister. They are not step stepbrother, stepsister. I, you know, and that's the thing. I don't care. Like I've said this before on the podcast. I'm pretty sure now that I'm thinking about it. I don't care if Johnny Storm is black. Exactly. I don't care if Sue Storm is black. I don't care if any of them are black. I don't care if they're big fucking green aliens for all I care. They can be whatever the fuck they want. 
but don't do this whole stepbrother stepsister thing because to me that is ruining the continuity of what yeah. they are it is a they are a family right and i know stepbrother stepsister thing but it's not that's not how it is in the comic books and i know that there are things in the avengers and you know and other things that are not exactly quote unquote you know the whole ego is peter quill's dad right right I, I wasn't I, I wasn't too happy about that. But at the same time, too, it's like it's not the, it was still kind of up in the air because ego could have just been using them. We don't really know if that really is the truth. Yeah, sure. You know, and, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that I really didn't like. I mean, the whole killing Gamora thing, you know, um, in the Infinity War. um I mean, that never really happened in the comic books. Is did they really kill her though? She's probably in the Soul Stone. Oh yeah, she's she's definitely in the Soul Stone for sure. I think the only one that's actually dead dead is Loki. Yeah, and then well, and we don't even know that might be a trick too. True, true. So I mean, you know, that's the thing. I don't like. I said I like the first Fantastic Four movie because yeah. it it held true to the comic books. I like the first Spider Man movie. Because it held true to the comic books. I even like The Amazing Spider-Man. Even though they took that twist with how Uncle Ben died, was I a little disappointed that it wasn't the same way he died? Yeah, I mean, you know, he still died in the end. That I mean, that was still the turning point for Peter. That was still right. what brought him to that moment, you know. You know, that that to me still made it real, right? I mean, that, that still brought it good. I think that the villains in The Amazing Spider-Man movies... And the way that the Amazing Spider-Man movies were written were better than the original trilogy of Spider-Man. Yeah. But I don't like what they did with Fantastic Four. I just don't like how they did this whole stepbrother stepsister thing because then there was the other thing going around that during the movie that there was hints of like he might like his stepsister yeah, exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. And to me, that's fucked up. And it I don't. Was, it I don't was play them that. trying to be politically correct but at the same time them trying to be like way off the spectrum yeah and it's like i you know don't get me wrong if you want to have you know that kind of stepbrother stepsister thing don't do the hints that they like each other kind of thing i didn't see the movie that's just what i was told by other people who did see the movie and that there were these like slight sexual undertones that he may have feelings for his stepsister and to me that's fucked because I don't, I don't fucking play that game. You know that that is to me that's repulsive and disgusting. Exactly. And I, I'm not trying to get on. You know, for all you hicks that think you know, grab your sister and kiss her because it's NASCAR season. You know, I you know I don't, I don't. <laughs> you just shook your head at me. <laughs> I mean, I I don't like NASCAR either. But <laughs> I mean, no. But it's like you know, I don't. I just don't. I don't like that. I think that is just so wrong in so many ways. Yeah. And oh yeah. yeah. It, it's just it's repulsive yeah. so yeah there you go i got on my soapbox i'm done i'm i'm, I'm off my soapbox <laughs> oh. that being said um if they do a fantastic four movie i hope it's how they did spider-man homecoming we don't need to see another origin story just have them you know pick up wherever yeah and and that's the thing about Homecoming. They didn't do the origin story, and I like that. You, they you know it remains the Uncle Ben died is a mystery. The whole Spider Man thing is a mystery. You know, like it, 
what was going on. You know, they kind of showed what his suit was before that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kind of tied it into how the Avengers are now. And he got his suit from Tony Stark. Sure, that's not exactly how the story went. But at the same time, too, from a continuity standpoint, you know, he's just kind of figuring himself out. What's not to say that his Uncle Ben didn't die, you know, when he was doing all that stuff kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, all that stuff can still play in. You know, it, it's just, it's kind of up in the air. I mean, you know, that you really don't know. So, speaking of that, you know what? Uh, I just thought about this, too. Venom. I'm so excited for Venom. Oh, me too. The only th- here's my only gripe. I'm griping again. <laughs> they keep calling the symbiote symbiote. Yeah. I am going to get super annoyed by the end of that movie. I'm telling you now. I'm going to get pissed by the end of that movie. Have they given this movie a rating yet? No, they haven't. Because from the way it looks and the way it sounds, I feel like they're trying to go for an R rating. That. That is what I heard from the rumor mill, is that, that Venom is going to be rated R. And they're listing it as a horror movie, on top of it being an action movie, so that gets me even more excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, and it's going to be it's gonna be interesting, because I'm, I'm really a big fan of Venom. I love Venom. Actually, when I was at C2E2 this year, um, I actually got, as one of my sketch covers, I get usually a few sketch covers done every year, and mm-hmm. I, I talk to some artists, and I pick artists that pick really good, that do really good art. And um, I found this guy, and he did this Venom cover for me, and it is amazing. You saw it. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, definitely, I highly recommend uh, checking out anything Venom before the Venom movie comes out. Uh, go to your local comic book stores. Find some Venom comic books, take a read, and then watch the movie. I, I highly suggest picking up Venom Lethal Protector, which is kind of where this story is going, where he goes to San Francisco before he comes back for uh, Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Um, and allegedly, Carnage is going to be the villain in this movie. As it should be. I agree. And I was, I was having this argument with another friend of ours, and he... Is absolutely down on this movie because Venom's not a hero. Venom's a villain. Venom can't be a hero. I'm Who's like, that, Sean? Do you know anything? No, Lacho. Oh, Lacho. <laughs> oh, freaking Lacho. I'm like, come on. I'm like, Carnage, hello? Do you know anything about Venom? Like, him and Spider-Man have teamed up many a times. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. I mean, I'll also say, too, I'm actually picking up the new Venom series right now where Eddie Brock is back connected with Venom again. Okay. Because for a while after he lost Venom, uh, Mac Gargan was Venom, who was also Scorpion. Okay. Um, the Venom suit came off of him. It went to uh, Flash Thompson, who ended up losing his legs in uh, an overseas war. I want to say it was like Iraq or Afghanistan or something like that came back and he was walking around toting guns and all that other stuff like it was a pretty cool Hmm. take on venom um to do things like that uh the the other thing then it was venom was then by somebody else another um i don't remember exactly who uh i kind of lost track and fell off this you know the the ride there um but yeah i i just and now it's back with Eddie Brock, and I, I just I'm really happy about that. So I started picking up that book. I've been reading; it's really good. Yeah. So I highly recommend picking up Venom. That's another one of those characters too, where it's like Venom is the symbiote. Like Venom could be, you know, multiple different people. So 
Yeah, and then I'm trying to think, too. There was another... Hmm. I know during the Dark Avengers storyline, um, it wasn't. It was another symbiote that was portraying as Spider-Man in the black suit. Okay. You know what? No, 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 no. You know what? I'm wrong. Uh, they. It was actually the Venom symbiote. I'm pretty sure, and it was with like an arachnid creature from Africa or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'd have to double check it again. I want to say it was Venom. I might be wrong. It might have been another symbiote suit, but I'm pretty sure it was the... I know it was definitely like an arachnid monster creature that was Venom. Um, Because for a while there, um, Brock, Eddie Brock, sorry, uh, was uh, anti-Venom, where the symbiote was left over because he was connected to it for so long that uh, he actually ended up producing anti-venom, which was actually killing symbiotes. Okay. So he uh, he was anti-venom for a while until the venom reconnected with him. The venom symbiote connected sure. with him again. No, I don't know much about the Dark Avengers, but I have been playing a lot of uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest lately, and there's a venom, Dark Avengers Venom that you get all the time, and it's a terrible card. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't like... You know what? I actually gave up on Marvel Puzzle Quest, uh, and I know I got you into it. Um, yeah, I just started really getting into it like a few weeks ago. And and yeah, I just... I can't... I, I got it. I was in it, and I loved it, and I... Yeah, no. Not not that impressed with it. So... Um, DC movies, I guess we can talk about a little bit. Uh, we haven't done in a podcast. Are they... Is DC still a thing? I mean, DC can, is still. Can a thing. Disney just buy them already and make them make good movies? No, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I their biggest thing keeping them afloat is uh, their comic book sales are actually doing really good right now. Um, their comic book stories and whatnot. It like if Maybe you look the, at uh, Hollywood should take note of that. Yeah. Well, and here here's the thing. No. Well, here's the thing. What they should be doing here here's where the dichotomy is at. Right. Marvel, really good at cinematic universe and all that other stuff, right? Shitty comic book sales. <laughs> really shitty comic book sales. You have to remember from a guy who works at a comic book store, I see these numbers, sure, right? Yeah. Shitty comic book sales compared to uh but they're you know, could compared you argue to DC. that more people are buying DC comics because the movies are so terrible? No. The DC the DC here's the thing. The DC comics have been really, really good since like twenty eleven. When they restarted the 52 again. Yeah. And their sales went way up while Marvel's went way down, but their their cinematic universe is shit. So that's where the dichotomy lies, because the comic sales are really good for DC, but their cinematic quality and whatnot and the movies they put out are garbage. But the stories they write in the comic books are phenomenal. Marvel, stories in their comic books are absolute garbage, but their movies are fucking amazing. It's it's a weird dichotomy. It's it's Fair enough. there there is it's it's so it's so strange. But that's what's saving Marvel right now is their movies and their ability to put out these awesome movies that are have awesome characters in them, and the people love it. it but DC can't get their shit together. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, and I want to just touch on this briefly. Wonder Woman was amazing. Didn't see it. Don't plan to see it. Uh, dude, I'm telling you. Like seriously, I will let you borrow it. Probably You're won't shame. watch it. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I, I, the last thing I saw was Batman vs Superman, just because I was really excited to see Ben Affleck 
play Batman. And it was good. And I'll still argue that he's a better Batman than Christian Bale. I I completely agree with you 110%. Justice League looked god-awful in the trailers. The CGI in the trailers made it look like a joke. Did you see it? No. No, don't. (laughs) I mean, if if I had a chance to go back and boycott that movie, I would (laughs) have... I mean, it really, it's it's not good. It's a bad movie. It, it's like, yeah, it's like fucking. Remember the okay, Fantastic Four, the movie that never came out in the nineties because it was so shitty. It was probably better. It was probably better. Than I mean, Justice I think League. now if they release that, like there is definitely some entertainment value to that movie just oh. because of how bad it is and how bad like things looked. Like it's comical. You know what? I think for scientific reasons i have a bootleg copy of it i think we should watch it i'm down for science (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah we'll have to we'll have to check it out you know what and maybe that's what we'll do maybe that's what that'll be uh uh, something we'll do in our next our next uh podcast for the next episode which will be next year uh may 25th of 2019 so we'll have lots of time to uh prepare yeah No, uh, in in all honesty, right, like for the podcast and whatnot, um, it's just been a mix of work, uh, conflicting schedules. I know at least between you and I, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like we some personal issues. Yeah, and personal issues. I mean, I know, I know, I had my fair share of shit go down last year. That was a real turning point in my life. Um, and accepting that, uh, I mean, nothing drug related or anything like that, or a, you know, addiction related or anything. Just the personal demons I dealt with mm-hmm. last year. Um, it was just really, really tough on me. And I know for your personal demons, I mean, we've had discussions. It was tough for you. And I it, mean, we could do an entire, like, podcast series on, on our personal demons. Oh, all the fucked up shit. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. thir- 30 minutes of life. <laughs> More like 30 years of life. Yeah, 30 it. years of life. <laughs> Oh, we're not taking shots at any other podcast that was stolen from us. Anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's just, it's been hard to get back on the wagon, but I, I'm really excited about this year. I'm really excited that um, we have a lot of things going for us. We have a new format that we're going to try out today, actually, um, and we're just going to give it a shot. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But, all right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will uh be back in just a couple of moments uh, with Suplex Nation. You've been listening to the Alternate Universe Podcast. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, This is Suplex Nation, where we're going to talk about nothing but pro wrestling. And you already know who we are, so we're not going to introduce ourselves again. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so there's been a ton of wrestling that's happened in the past year, uh, a ton of news, different things that have happened. Um, one big thing I want to touch on right off the bat is the whole Enzo Amore situation. If you want to talk the about next, it. The uh, next OJ Simpson? The next OJ Simpson. Did he do it? Did he not do it? <laughs> if the world the glove, may never know. If the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's one it's just one of those it's another one of those things. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows except for him and the girl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah. Yeah, it's I just I know, it I mean from what I've 
red and stuff, it seems like WWE was trying to find a good reason to get rid of him anyway, and they didn't want to just outright fire him because their his t-shirt sales were through the roof. Yeah. And this was just the thing they needed to get rid of him. Yeah, it's possible. He didn't fit the mold that Vince wanted, so I mean, why not fire him, you know? It's just well, it's apparently one, he was like a huge asshole backstage too. But. Yeah, I mean you know when you if you're gonna be like that you know just I don't know you, you can't you can't be like that not in the wrestling business. I mean you you know well you, I mean some would argue that you have to be like that but just in like a better way. No, nah, there's a certain locker room etiquette you have well, to have. Yeah, and he was not following it at all. So I mean it, I I yeah no I I don't like what was going on what I heard happened backstage. So I mean it's. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. You got to carry yourself a certain way, and and Enzo wasn't doing that. So, you know, it is what it is, though. You know, so Big Cass is getting a big singles push out of it. Yeah, but I heard he has some <laughs> heat too. Yeah, I was reading that this week too. I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, it, it just just again in the business for even for a short amount of time. It, it one of the things that I was taught when, especially when you're cutting promos and stuff like that. It's better to ask for forgiveness later than permission, yeah. than permission, oh, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, uh, but it's it's another thing. If you ask for permission, they say no. And then you go do it anyway. Like, don't be a stupid asshole about it. Come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you watch Total Divas, like that whole show is about that kind of shit. Yeah, like, you know what? And I, I've said this and I know I've said this at least once on Suplex Nation. I think Vince McMahon is working us from the inside all the way out and it's yeah. you know it i think all of it is a big sham i think this whole john cena Nick, nikki bella you know breaking up thing is a sham yeah i don't think they were ever i don't think the marriage was ever a real thing yeah and it was just a publicity stunt and it was to get ratings on total divas yeah total bellas which apparently is now being canceled for uh uh what's the Miz and marie's show is called Oh, I can't think of the name of it. But, yeah, they have their own show starting now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it, it's just, it's interesting to see uh, uh, things like this. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It, it I just feel like it's a, it's a work all the way around. And that's the other oh, thing, yeah. too. How else are you going to beat the trolls of the Internet? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, uh, and I think Vin- I think not Vince. Uh, Triple H Triple H has said this too. With the way our the way social media is and everything going on, there has you know it's hard to keep anything a secret these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Over the past year, let's talk about some of the biggest uh, highlights that you can come up with. Ooh, highlights is a word. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I'm putting a lot of weight on your shoulders here. <laughs> What good has happened in wrestling in the past year? Um, Ronda Rousey, I guess. Ronda Rousey, yeah. I was yep. pretty impressed by her at WrestleMania. She's getting a title match at yeah, Money in the Bank. I'm hoping she wins the title because even though this is like only her like second televised match, maybe third she was... No, I think her tag team match was on a house show. Um, I think she's probably a much safer worker than uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, I, I agree with that. If she can come away injury-free. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar's held the Universal title for over a year. Yep, longer than CM Punk. Well, yep. it will be longer than CM Punk come Money in the Bank, which he's not defending the title at. So. Yep. Um, 
who won the Royal Rumble this year? Which Shinsuke which Nakamura. Royal Rumble? There was uh, three of them. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke Nakamura won the Men's Royal Rumble, and Asuka won the Women's Royal Rumble. Two Japanese wrestlers won the ro- yep. their respective and Royal neither, Rumbles. And for the first time ever, neither Royal Rumble winner won the title at WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble was won by Braun Strowman, who is, to me, I love Braun Strowman, but that's just too. me. Um, I grow. I've grown to really appreciate Braun Strowman for uh, for his in ring work uh, and everything he does. He's absolutely hilarious in and out of the ring. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the ride along episode with him and uh, and Alexa Bliss. No, but I've been hilarious. meaning to because of the whole mixed tag match. I forgot they did that. I got to watch all, that. the whole like all he talks about the whole time is like taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like they get out of the arena and he goes to Wendy's and literally orders like eight. Uh, wraps and like a couple cheeseburgers and and then he's like oh I gotta go take a dump and he apparently he has this thing where he has like a map on his phone and he puts a pin in every location where he takes a dump he he's like oh, I gotta go put a pin in my app and Alexa Bliss is just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome yeah I gotta watch that um, yeah not really much has really happened that's been great I mean we had you know Seth Rollins won the IC belt um, he's been doing great in yeah. that. You don't think so? I love Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong, but the Miz should be hell have that belt and be setting records with it. I'm just shaking my head at you. There'd be no IC title belt right now if it wasn't for the Miz. No, oh, shut up. <laughs> no, uh, I yeah, I mean he's he's been a very good champion. I don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock Miz because I love Miz's IC champion. He's one of the best talkers on the mic, and he's a great in ring performer. Um. I just like I really like Seth Rollins with the belt. I like uh, that he's that they're really giving him the push as a singles competitor and kind of making that IC title the main the main belt of well, Raw. There is no other belt on Raw. Well, I mean, you know, there is the Universal title, it's not but on Raw. it's 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 only on a, a pay per view here and there. Yeah, and that's my other problem. I mean, I still think Kevin Owens is the greatest Universal Champion of all time. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. And I think it's shenanigans that they don't have the universal title belt. So, I don't know. It's Well, that's the, that's the un, you can argue this all you want, but that's the only reason they're doing combined pay-per-views now, so they can have a world title on every pay-per-view. Yeah. And I just, I guess I don't understand the thought process behind uh, just putting the strap on Brock Lesnar and it's defended like once every four months. And has he defended it against anyone other than Roman Reigns? Uh, yeah, he defended against Samoa Joe. Was he it did. a title match, though? Yeah, at SummerSlam last year. Or no, they had the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, he had the one-on-one with Samoa Joe. He had a one-on-one with uh, Braun Strowman. For the title? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That I think you weren't watching. <laughs> I still don't watch it. <laughs> Why are we even doing this? No, <laughs> I mean, I read about it. I, I kind of know what's happening, but I don't watch it every week. I mean, I still watch Grandma. You know, I still watch it with Grandma every week. Uh, you know, she... Uh, what she think about the trannies on Raw this past Monday? You know what? Actually, it's funny because she did not uh, actually... So... With the diet that I'm on now, because I know we talked earlier about how I've lost a bunch of weight, um, my grandma's now doing the same thing. Okay, cool. So she was actually at a t- her doctor's appointment, oh. and then she, and then her and my aunt went out for dinner. 
Um, so yeah, no, she. And uh, I was expecting some uh, really good grandma logic for that. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I haven't been able to really do anything because you know half the time, I'll be honest, she's only watching kind of half the time. Sure. Now, uh, I mean, I'll watch and I'll kind of keep track of what's going on. I'll play DBZ Delcon Battle while I'm watching. Right. <laughs> but you know, it's. It, I, I really I pay so I pay attention to the the matches that I like with the wrestlers I like on it you know anything with Kevin Owens anything with Sami Zayn for the most part except for this bullshit that happened last week uh, I'll watch anything with Chris Jericho if he's ever on I'll watch anything with uh, I said Seth Rollins already right I think yes uh, yeah Finn Balor I'll watch most of his matches I'll watch anything Braun Strowman does uh, oh Grandma hates Elias. Hey, that's something we have in common. Yeah. Grandma hates Elias. I love Elias. I think it is, I think, as dumb as it is, right, I think it is hilarious, uh, the whole walk with Elias. Although, after uh, I watched his episode of, um, uh, is it Dinner for Three, something like that, Table for Three, with him and Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn, or not Billy Gunn, Road Dog, mm-hmm. I have a new appreciation for him now. Yeah. He's actually a legit musician. If if you have the opportunity, when it comes, you don't have the network again, do you? Are you, do you have it still? Kind of. Are you bootlegging it? Somehow? No, I just keep making new email addresses to get free months. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck paying WWE. Oh, you're a horrible person. Yeah, they're a horrible company. And in the point zero five percent chance they listen to this, <laughs> fuck you, WWE. Um, no, uh, in all seriousness, um, if you have the network now, which you do. Uh, I would go back and watch his matches with Bobby Roode over the past few weeks. Uh, I don't. You might see the first one that they had, and maybe the second one. Um, his matches with Bobby Roode have been pretty good. I mean, his matches with Braun Strowman weren't bad. Yeah, his match with John Cena wasn't bad. You just don't like the gimmick. I just yeah, it's I don't know. Oh, I think it's hilarious, and everybody's into it. I mean, I've been on the Elias train for a while, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hilarious. I think the whole walk with Elias thing is hilarious. And then he's singing to the crowd and telling them how much they suck. I mean, that is awesome. Yeah, and you'd think that would be a character that I would get behind, but I don't know. I just can't. Maybe maybe go back and rewatch it. Or, you know, because <laughs> I, I used to skip it when we would fast forward through stuff and I would just skip his stuff. Now, no, 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 no. I pause it or I'll hit it to play when he comes on. It's it's good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. So I mean, I I, I like it from someone who played a heel and pretty much kind of did the same thing, kind of, when in my short time with a pro wrestling organization, uh, telling the fans how you know they can't compare to me and you know and that I'm the pretty much the greatest thing you know God has ever blessed this earth with kind of deal, right? So I don't know. I like it, and I think it it kind of reminds me a little bit of me. So. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, what I else? Know. I what? can't really come up with a good reason why I don't like him. It's just bland to me, I guess. I don't know. So, how do you feel about uh, SmackDown lately? I mean, it's by far the premiere show, right? Yeah. How do you feel about them signing with Fox, allegedly? I don't see an issue with it. I think it's weird that they're going to be on competing networks so to speak, but I was kind of hoping when all the talks about deals were coming up this week, I was kind of hoping they would work something into their deal where they could air 
Monday Night Raw and SmackDown on the network as well. And also sounds like SmackDown is going to be moving to a different night of the week because Fox is going to have something else going down on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's going to be on Friday nights, but it's still going to be live. Hmm. I don't know how that's going to deal do with ratings, but... I mean, for me, like, shit. I mean, that'd be cool. I'm okay with it. I don't care. I mean, I DVR half the stuff anyway True. with Grandma and just watch it later. True. Um... But yeah, I, I'm 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 okay with them moving the Fox and and allegedly from what I heard too is they may move it up to three hours and make it a no. premiere show, make it a premiere show like Raw, and give them a uh, and, and give them a full talent pool, you know, uh, where they might move people over like Seth Rollins I mean, and Roman Reigns. <laughs> they might have to if they don't ever have a title on Raw again. So, well, and here's the thing: the deal doesn't the deal goes through, but this isn't happening until next year because right. the contract next, still runs next fall, I think. Uh, like September ish, like TV season, I think is when it starts. I thought it was for um, spring. I'd have to double check. Me, I'll have to fact check that. Um, but I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. So, oh yeah, and I think I'm assuming like Vince wanted to, part of that was. When he uh, gets the XFL back, he's probably going to want to air that on Fox as well. So. Oh yeah. But uh, no, actually, I don't think they can. Because of the contract with the NFL. Yeah, screw the NFL. Yeah, but no, no, no. I don't. I don't think they can. I'm way more excited for the XFL. Well, uh, don't get me wrong. I am too. It's coming in 2020. I mean, yeah. XFL. Oh, that was the other big thing I wanted Can't to talk come about. Can't come soon enough, man. But the, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because the they can't they can't show it on Fox though because the um, I'm tapping I'm trying not to tap, yeah no the contracts with NFL wouldn't wouldn't allow something like that. I guess didn't they show it on Fox before though? Yeah, but that was also you know 18 years ago. That that was. You know, after that, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I would, like I said, I would have to fact check that kind of stuff. But I mean, yeah, it would be hard to get it on any network. Now that I'm thinking about it, all the big channels, NBC, ABC. ABC doesn't have football. Well, their their parent company, ABC, ESPN is owned by ABC. Yeah, well, ESPN owns WWE, or owns, airs WWE stuff all the time, so. Yeah, that's true. They have their own, like, sports center segment for WWE. Yeah, but it's different when you're promoting football. Mm, we'll see. He wouldn't do it if he didn't have a plan, so. Yeah, if he didn't have a plan in place, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it, so. You know, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, you have to think about all the options. Like, who's going to be our network, you know, kind of thing for it. It may be multiple networks. <clears throat> Maybe I'm wrong. I probably am. I'm wrong about 80% of the time for some of this stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just And that's gonna... all the time we have. No, no <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no. So, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I'm excited because so. after this last, like, I used was, like, the biggest football fan you'd ever meet. And after this last season, I just totally lost interest in it. <laughs> and I could give a rat's ass about the NFL right now. So I'm really hoping the XFL does something cool. Are you uh, are you going to be still joining us for uh, fantasy football this coming year? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just asking. Us to do that. I just don't watch the games or, you know, follow the teams as much. And... Yeah. So, 
Uh, more wrestling news. Uh, CM Punk might be coming back to wrestling. Well, he does have a UFC fight in a couple months, right? So after he gets his ass kicked again. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, so pretty much what this is is what's the what's the event called again? All in. All in. Yeah, it's in Chicago, and it actually sold out all ten thousand tickets. Um, yeah, in like ten minutes. Yeah, and this is the this is the ah man, I just read about it too. The uh, there has been no other wrestling company that has sold out that fast since WCW and WWE. We're st- you right. know still competing. Uh, you know there has been nothing like that ha- that has ever happened. So actually, here you know what I have it up right here. Uh, yeah, because other than Cody Rhodes, I'm not really sure what the whole deal with it is. This will be the first U.S. wrestling show outside of the WWE to break 10,000 tickets sold since the now defunct WCW in. 2001. Oh, the CM Punk thing isn't him returning to wrestling. He's doing a signing that weekend with, in conjunction with this thing. Well, I I did have something that I did read on some dirt sheets. Uh, yeah, you can't believe anything you read on those. Well, no. Uh, the girl who is uh, promoting the All In event, uh, the person running it, the girl running it. Um, she accidentally let slip that CM Punk was backstage for the event. Oh yeah, that's yeah. They at the the news conference or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and that something, and then she made mention that it's going to be huge for something like you know, for that. So you know, I I I really don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, CM Punk I think may play a big part, and it may be his return to wrestling. It it can't be though because he's got a UFC fight scheduled. He can't he can't. Uh wrestle and then have a ufc fight in a couple months after that says who dana white are you sure about that pretty sure especially Hmm. when dana white's in good with wwe right now he ain't gonna let that fly i mean who knows i mean it'll be i guess we'll have to wait and see and would vince mcmahon let that fly fuck vince mcmahon How, what is he going to do? He's got Brock Lesnar under contract. So? UFC also has him under contract. Well, it, it, I don't get where you're going Same with this. Same thing with Ronda Rousey. If he wants to, he could shit all over those guys. In spite Dana, of Dana White. Hmm. I mean, but what could he do? What could he possibly do? He's Vince McMahon. He could pretty much do anything. All right. Oh, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I have a really good feeling that CM Punk is maybe going to come back to wrestling. I don't know. I'm not a fan of him, so I don't really care either way. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to make some big competition and spark some fire in WWE to change their ways, I'm all for it. But uh. yeah, I, it'll be inter- it'll be interesting. I'm gonna to say the very least, this will be very 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 interesting. So, that being said, I am looking forward to seeing him get his ass kicked again in the UFC. Hey, you but you know what though? I'm not trying to knock Ronda, but he lasted longer than Ronda Rousey in his first fight than when she lost. Yeah, but how many fights did she win before she lost? This is true. How long did she hold the title before she lost? You, I mean, but yeah, most of her matches were under a minute. Yeah, because she was that good. 
and she finally met her match. But I think she was ready to get out of it anyway. Yeah. Part of me feels like she not necessarily tanked it, but didn't kind of have her all into it like she did previously. That's true. I mean, I, I don't disagree. Um, yeah, it, it's she's with WWE now. You know she has to be making bank on that. Oh, yeah. And she's she definitely seems like she's having a lot more fun. Yeah. And that, but you know what? And you need to do what makes you happy. And I mean, you know, not to knock UFC and say that you know it's unsafe or anything like that. But she's in pretty. I mean, I'm not trying to say she's safe in WWE either. But she, you know, she's also in something where you're in safe hands, for the to most part. To an extent, I'd argue there's way more injuries in WWE than in UFC. But yeah, most because, UFC injuries happen during training. Yeah, but in the other hand, too. I mean, you know. She, you know, you can get you can get fucked up pretty bad yeah. in the UFC. I mean, you know, but in WWE, I mean, that's the other thing, too. If you're on the constant schedule, on the road constantly, working every single night. She's not working every single right. night. She's not. She has She has to have a pretty good contract with WWE. She's, She's working a lot more than Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll give her. Well, for now. I, I really don't see them making that mistake twice and giving her the belt and then she goes away till SummerSlam. Yeah. I, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Do you think she's going to win the belt at Money in the Bank? That's a tough call. I I, I don't know. I feel like if she loses, it kind of hurts her a little bit. I agree. Just because of the UFC following that she has, I agree. I I think that if it, making her lose this match is is the wrong option. I mean, a lot of people are arguing that it's too soon, and it may may very well be. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of a scenario where having her lose doesn't like hurt her career. The only thing I think, and, and this is me being me, you know how I try to get it at every angle, right? They very well could have Ronda Rousey win the belt and uh, Natalia wins the money in the bank and cashes it against her and turns on her, and then you have a brand-new feud. That would be great. But then, you know, it's kind of like, well, why'd you even put... I mean, that makes Nia Jax then, to me, a paper champion. Well, she, in my eyes, she should be. She should have never beat Alexa Bliss. And, yeah, and I, you know, well, we know why Alexa Bliss ended up losing, because she had to get her breast enhancement surgery fixed. What? Are you sure you're not thinking of Charlotte? Nope. I'm talking about Alexa Bliss. I know Charlotte's having that done, too. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, uh, something happened with one of Alexa and Bliss's... Uh, and Charlotte's not dropping the title to do it. Why? Or did she drop? No, she... Oh, she, yeah, she dropped she it to Carmella. The, yeah, yeah she right, dropped right. it to Carmella. But Alexa Bliss had to have one of her implants fixed. Don't get implants. Yep. What's well, Yeah. Here's here's the moral of the story, ladies. <laughs> All natural, please. <laughs> but enough. I guess Alexa Bliss has had these implants... For a long time. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Charlotte has too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, probably those, one of those, Vince's requirements to be on the roster is you gotta get implants. Oh, let, let's let's talk about the nude scandals too. <laughs> yeah, Paige apparently had a whole bunch of stuff leaked again this past week, which I didn't go and look at this time. But did we talk about this last year? Oh yeah, in great detail. <clears throat> no, I'm saying on the podcast. I don't know if we oh, yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I think we did like an entire episode about it. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Was that two years ago now? 
Yeah, it was two Probably. years ago. It was two years ago, yeah, because we were still doing Suplex Nation strong at that point. Um, yeah, last year Charlotte's nudes got leaked. Her titties are all over the place. It's like, you know, like the, you know, lazy-eyed stepsister kind of titties. Like, you know, the her tits are going in all different directions. Yeah, maybe that's what she's getting fixed. It, it probably is because... Yeah, one's pointing up, one's pointing down. You know what I mean? Or one's one's pointing straight, the other who, one's pointing or, you know, way to the left. Who knows how old? Those pictures are probably multiple years old, too, so who knows? I mean, but, who knows? But, yeah, no, it didn't look good. At least she wasn't, uh, you know, getting it with Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But who else? Who else had leaked nudies? Uh, a good majority of the roster. <laughs> really? Past and present, yeah. I suppose. I mean, I know what. Victoria. Yeah, Melina. Victoria. Oh, yeah, Victoria had all her stuff, yeah. Um, Melina, yeah. Eve Torres. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and uh, uh, Maria. Caitlin, Ken- Maria. Maria Canellis, yep. Caitlin, yep. It's a lot of older wrestlers. Not not anybody. A lot of. Um, not anybody really on the current roster outside of Charlotte. And Paige, yeah. And Paige. Yeah, there's some uh, Sasha Banks stuff, which is Sasha yet, to Banks be, stuff? It, yet to be proven if it's actually her or not. No. Um, there was some Summer Rae stuff, which wasn't full nude, but leaked. Yeah, it was like her personal photos. There wasn't anything, like, bad on there. Yeah, there was Lana she stuff was as well, fully, personal yeah, well, photos, but not anything well, nude. Well, the, yeah, the, that stuff, but you can find her nudes a long time well, ago, a lot of a lot of wrestlers you can. Yeah, I mean, in the mid two thousands, that that's where they were getting their talent from was yeah, the but adult it was, scene. Yeah, but it was also you know, Playboy thing was a big thing too for WWE too. So I mean, well, I'm talking about like Mickey James and Candice Michelle. Oh yeah, those yeah yeah. But yeah, no, not really anybody. Our uh, oh yeah, we forgot our favorite diva, Sunny. Her uh, she's still in jail. Is she? Didn't yep. she get out and then oh well, maybe she went back. She got she got out and then she got busted with like two more DUIs and now yeah. she's still in jail. Well. <laughs> so yeah. And they don't want to put China in the Hall of Fame. Nope. They still don't want to put her in the Hall of Fame. And then the whole controversy with the uh <clears throat> the fabulous Moolah battle royal this year. Yeah. At WrestleMania, yeah. They ended up changing that. To the yeah, I didn't know that was a women's thing, battle but, royal uh, presented yeah. by Snickers or whatever. Yeah. Couldn't oh they, yeah. I guess yeah. They don't want to call it May Young Classic. Couldn't they have called it like Sherry Martell? She's probably into. Some they could have done the too. Wendy Richter. Yeah, but she's not even the Hall of Fame, is she? she? Uh, I don't know. She should be. I think she is. I think she was the first female to go into the Hall of that Fame. That could be. No, wasn't Fabulous Mula? Uh. Maybe not. She probably is. I know Cindy. Oh Lopper, yeah, you know what? I know Cindy Lauper's not in the celebrity wing, and she should have been in before half of the people that are in there. I thought Cindy Lauper got into the Hall of Fame finally. No. no okay. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Wendy Richter is definitely in the Hall okay. of Fame. Uh, twenty ten. Really? Okay. Yep. Twenty ten. Hmm. Wasn't that Bret Hart too? Or was Bret Hart twenty eleven? Bret Hart was two thousand six. Bret Hart was that long ago? Yep, yep, yep. Or, I'm sorry, no, uh, 2006 2008. was Hogan. He was 2008. 2008, okay. 
Yeah, I was say, 2006 was like the whole WrestleMania 1 crew. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, no, she was in the 2010 Hall of Fame. Huh, okay, fair enough. Fa- uh, May Young was definitely in before that. Yeah, and yeah, Fabulous Miller had to have been then too, yeah. So, but yeah, no, she deserved to be in it. So, but I mean, they could have gone with Wendy Richter. I mean, you know, it's like, why not? Yeah, Sherry Martell, even like Miss Elizabeth would have been. Yeah, she didn't really wrestle. No, I don't even think she is in the Hall of Fame, though, then. is she? Probably not, because she did drugs, too. I don't know. Everybody from the 80s did did drugs. Come on. I mean, that's true. It's I'm a not, terrible I'm excuse not gonna... to not, oh, well, if they look them up, on then you're going to do it. It's yeah. a terrible fucking excuse. China, yeah, we'll we'll never see China in the Hall of Fame, and you know it's it's unfortunate, yeah. you know. But say what you want about her personal life or her outside of WWE career, but no, she should be in the Hall of Fame. Any predictions for uh, next year's Hall of Fame? Uh, I can never predict the Hall of Fame. Who'd have thought Jeff Jarrett would ever be in WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah, I I would have never guessed that for sure. And a guy, and I could not be happier. Was, that was definitely my favorite speech of this year's Hall of Fame, and one of my yeah. favorites. Of all time, probably so. And Global Force Wrestling is defunct now, right? Mm. Or is that still going? Because it, I uh, well, I believe I think it's just Impact Wrestling now. Yeah, right? but I believe Jarrett still has the rights to some stuff because if you watch uh, the uh, what is it, the Table of Three with AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, and Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon talks a lot about the last man standing match that Kurt Angle and AJ Styles had at Hard Justice in 2008. Oh, sure, yeah. And they show clips of it on that episode. Oh, do they? And it has the Global Force Wrestling logo at the bottom of it. Okay. Hmm, interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it either way, so. Yeah, as far as next year, it, it's tough because it, I, you know, it's hard to think of who's not in. I mean, Owen Hart should be in. Oh, I finally year. got the DVD. Um, Davey Boy Smith, I don't think, is in yet. Nope, he's not in either. Um, Christian. Or did Christian go in a couple I years I thought ago? Christian no, went in. No, he didn't, because I know when they were... When I, I've actually been catching up on these Table for Threes, and there was one with Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys, and they were talking about how he's not in yet. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. He's not in it. You're right. You're right. Or no, it was Edging. It was Edge Christian and Kurt Angle, and, it, and Christian was like, "Yeah, I'm sitting here with two Hall of Famers." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, joke yeah, about yeah. It. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if they did the Hardy Boys, or if they did the Dudley Boys, they should do Edge and Christian. Probably. I mean, Edge, yeah, is already in there, but they should do Christian. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about the whole deleter of worlds now with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy? Oh, that's another thing. Like. A lot of people like it, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like Bray Wyatt should be his own entity. I'm I'm digging it. I love it. I think it's great. I think they work well together as a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Bray Wyatt was always a guy that I thought should be in the main event, and they just never did it with him, and they yeah. gave him the title for, like, two weeks, and... Yep. It was... That was dumb. So. But, yep. But... Yeah, it's just weird. Like, the Hardy Boys have been back for a year, and they've already separated them again. It's like... I know. We'll see. I, I don't think it's over yet, though. I, I, I think they have big plans for them. 
down the road. I hope. I just don't want to see any more brother versus brother, you know, BS. Yeah. Well, and, the, you know, they'll have the... Now that they have the combined pay-per-views, we'll see. I know you're not happy about that. I'm, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, could they technically do, like, Jeff Hardy on SmackDown and Brother Nero on Raw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be... Oh, that would be ridiculous. Well, that's about all the time we have for Suplex Nation this week. Just hang tight, and we'll be right back with the Alternate Universe Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Alternate Universe Podcast. So we decided that we wanted to do our top five Dragon Ball Z favorite characters. I said that backwards. Top five favorite Dragon Ball Z characters um, from each of us. So... We got our list down. Uh, so, all right. Uh, who's the first person you want to say right off the bat? Hold on. Now I forgot the list. Where'd you put it? You have it. I have it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to be starting this off. Oh, am I? Oh, yeah. We were going to start off with uh, Trunks. Future yeah, Trunks. Future Trunks. Future Trunks. Now I remember. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just recently, the past week, like last week I just finished up the uh, Future Trunks arc in Dragon Ball Super. I'm way behind in that show, but I absolutely loved it. Oh yeah. Probably my I, favorite part of the show so far. So good. I, I really like Future Trunks. I really like, um, not only from that saga, but the original Future, you know, Future Trunks saga. Yeah. Android saga, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really dug uh, the Trunks character as an adult. Um, with the sword and whatnot, and being a super badass and stuff like that. Like to me, that was always super cool. Um, and I really, really liked uh, just the way he took Frieza down, like he was nothing. Oh yeah, yep. And nobody knew like who is he? Yeah, how is he so strong? Yeah, yeah. It was that was like probably one of my favorite favorite moments. One of my favorite moments in Dragon Ball Z. And and coming from that to the super arc like there was so much like content in that like 10 or 12 episode span like with him like you know reconnecting with gohan and meeting with gohan's family and him realizing like he's never going to be able to have a family like that sure and then his interactions with his younger self was just so cool to see yep that that was very interesting and that was um yeah, it was really good. I really loved that arc in Super. The whole uh, coming back and uh, as a last-minute desperation move kind of thing. That you know, and then everything they alluded, and then when he did the uh, Super Saiyan thing with the giant sword. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So good. When he uh, may or may not be stronger than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and and that was like, oh, that was just so cool to see him finish off. Uh, Zamasu like that so yeah. yeah yeah and and it took a it took a good beating from his father to instill that into him and that yep. that was another one of my favorite parts was like Vegeta kind of coming into you know the role which you saw a little bit in the Buu saga where he was going to sacrifice himself for Trunks and Bulma and then him seeing his adult self like losing his family and everything and and they're Saiyans, and this is how to get through to him, and he just starts kicking the shit out of him, and, like, who was it Bulma that runs up and was all scared and was going to stop him, and Goku's like, no, no, chill, like, this is, they got to do this, and it was cool to see. 
Yeah, well, then even Vegeta's rage at the end of the Cell game saga, um, when Cell came back and uh, killed tr- future Trunks right there on the spot. Yeah. And Vegeta lost his shit. Mm-hmm. And that, that was that was so awesome. And then it ended up being because of Vegeta, Gohan ended up beating Cell. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, speaking of Trunks, though, uh, one of my favorite fights is against another one of my favorite characters, um, Tien. Uh, I am a big fan of Tien. I really like Tien. I've liked him since Dragon Ball. Um, obviously, I was introduced... Um, to him in Dragon Ball Z first. However, as I got to learn his background, I've really had a deep appreciation for Tien since Dragon Ball. Right. Um, going back and watching that and being like, oh, man, this guy, this guy is a fucking badass. Um, and just with how powerful he is and all the different moves and tricks that he has up his sleeve all the time, the solar flare, the tri-beam, you know, uh, just his martial arts and fighting style, and uh, I don't know, I, he was because he was kind of a bad guy at first, but he wasn't oh, a yeah. bad guy. You know what I mean? It was like he was kind of that roguish mm-hmm. kind of character. Yep, and same then, with Yamcha and Krillin and yep. Yep, Piccolo. Yep, yep. And uh, I just I really like Tien. Yeah. So. No, my favorite uh, Tien moment is uh, during the Cell Saga where he's doing the solar beam over and over and over to the point of exhaustion. So oh, that uh, everybody else uh, can. super tri beam. Yeah, the solar flare type of deal, whatever it was. Yeah, that was tri-beam. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He just yeah, no, yeah, he just kept shooting with the tri-beam. And, yeah. Yep, yep, and that was really cool. Um, yeah, that was that is probably one of my favorite TN moments. Um, but I have to say, one TN moment that I absolutely loved, where I was like, "Oh shit, you're in for it now, son," was during the Majin Buu saga when. Uh, when Gohan, Ultimate Gohan, was fighting Boo and he thought it was too much, and then all of a sudden, boom, tri-beam right to Majin Boo, and it was like, yeah. Tian's like, no, this is going down. And I loved I loved that part because I was like, you know, Tian was nowhere in sight for all of the Boo saga until that moment. I was like, yes! So, yeah, I, I really, that was, for me, one of the, like, something that made me really happy when I saw Tien right. came back in Boo, so... Now, going back to where you said how... Like, for us, we first got introduced to Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Not even knowing Dragon Ball was a thing. And when Dragon Ball Z first kicked off, here's all these characters that they obviously know each other, but, you know, we didn't know who they are, and they don't go into any of their story, really, at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So they're just yeah. kind of there, like Yamcha and Tien and Krillin and all those guys. Yep. And then when you finally go... You know, when they finally started showing Dragon Ball... The original series here then you kind of get to see all that stuff and how yep. they all played out and it was pretty cool but yeah one of my i think my overall my favorite tn moment was definitely him versus trunks in the bojack movie uh i you had we were I, just, yeah, talking just talking about that on I the break that, somehow i haven't seen that one yeah you haven't seen it and i'll, I'll have to let you borrow it and yeah. watch it but yeah it is dude it is awesome it is such a good movie but that that scene between trunks and tn was really good really good um, yeah, I really dug that that fight, even though it was quick and it w- didn't take super long. It was still pretty cool to see Tien hanging with Trunks. Yeah. So. Yep. Speaking right. of Baldies, for my next one, uh, I gotta go with my boy Krillin. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if I could identify with any character in Dragon Ball Z, it would definitely be Krillin. <laughs> he was kind of like the outcast, and yeah. 
you know, he, he was never sure of himself and never could, never, you know, didn't think he could amount to anything. And then yeah. he, at first when he, you know, you first meet him when he's little and he's running the milk with Goku and he's trying to be better than him and trying to show off. And then they eventually become great friends. And he's kind of, that's how I kind of like, I kind of like identify with him because he's like, he is kind of like that outcast and, you know, doesn't really fit in. But then he ends up getting like the hot girl and starting the family and he becomes like the family man. And yep. Yeah. I really love his story, how it plays out. Yeah. And I and I really like I think Krillin was always a big part of Dragon Ball. Right. Like, yeah. don't don't uh, misconceive. Like, I don't think that he didn't play a big role in Dragon Ball, but I think he played an even bigger role in Dragon Ball Z, especially during the Frieza saga. Oh yeah, and the Cell Saga and the Android, you know, Android Saga, Cell Saga. Even in the World Games, and going into the Bobbity Saga, right? I mean, he was still there in the middle of it, in the thick of it all, mm-hmm. um, playing a huge role in everything. Um, yeah, the the cool thing, you know, and that was also the sparking point for Super Saiyan was Krillin. Yep. So, it you know it, it was it was huge, you know. And and it was also cool to see in that too how like. In Dragon Ball, you see how him and Goku's friendship blossomed, but then in Dragon Ball Z, it's the same, but with him and Gohan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that was that was just such a huge to me. He played such a huge role, especially in the filler stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you took a character that was, you know, a main kind of a main character in Dragon Ball, and you made you thrust him into the lead of Dragon Ball Z for a little while. You know what I mean? And that yeah. that was really cool. And even like I said, even during the Cell Saga, the whole thing, you know, where he found Dr. Juro's lab. He was fighting Cell at the very beginning, Yep. you know, when Cell first kind of came up, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, he always he always would kind of, like, appear as a coward, but then when, you know, it came to blows, he was always ready to give his life for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, however, I do think one of the biggest villains, and to me, my favorite villain overall is uh again not a uh canon thing because i was talking about the trunks <laughs> tn thing sure uh broly though i think is probably one of the most badass villains that's out there i mean you got this unstoppable monster um and how do you deal with it you know um and he was just he was just a beast right i mean they were throwing punches and kicks and he's just taking it and he's you know like nothing like it ain't even hurting him and he's just putting an ass whooping on everybody and for for a few minutes there i mean you kind of feel like shit how are they gonna stop this guy yeah and i mean he's the only i guess you could argue cooler but he's the only one to have three movies based on him so yeah he there there's no other character that had that many movies based on him um and it's funny because you said cooler you know, yeah, I mean, cooler. he had two, but... Yeah. And at the same time, like, he's not canon, but if you look at Dragon Ball Super, like, Kale is almost like a reincarnation of Brawly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the whole green-haired Super Saiyan thing, the light, you know... that build and... Yeah, mm-hmm. and the ridiculous, like, legendary Super Saiyan, you know, the Super Saiyan of legend kind of deal, right? Yeah. Um, and that, that that's... I think that was... Akira Toriyama's nod right. to Broly. 
So and I, that was the thing, like with there being all the different universes, he could kind of do that and say, well, yeah, there's these characters that are yeah not in this canon, but they're in this universe. And yep, yep. Um, but what about you? Who's uh, your favorite villain? Um, you may say you may call it recency bias, but I love Goku Black. Oh yeah, the Goku Black Zamasu, especially when he turned rose and he was just talking about like how beautiful his color was like yeah oh i loved it and the the sword or whatever that he made out of the yep. energy was just so cool yep goku black is a very interesting villain right um i think i like that villain out of all the villains in dragon ball super um i mean he's probably like really the only original villain like actual villain villain yeah uh, major villain. I mean, least. I still haven't watched like the Universe Survival Saga, but none of those people are technically villains. They're just fighting for their universe. Yep. And, you know, it's like, after the Goku Black Saga, uh, you know, it kind of goes into the whole Universe Survival, so it's like there's not really a villain. I mean, you have Jiren, but he's not really a villain, you know what I mean? So right. it's like same with Hit, yeah. Yeah, and Hit. Hit's not really a villain, quote-unquote, um, but it's it's cool because Goku Black is an original villain. Like, it's like what if Goku was evil? Exactly. So, yeah, I agree. I, I love Goku Black. Goku Black is great. And even, like, the Zamazu storyline where it's similar to Thanos in a way is, like, in his mind, the way to save the universe is to destroy humanity. Yep. They're, they're the true evil. Yep. And in Zamasu, I mean, and that's the other cool thing, too. I mean, you know, there there's an another another original character. Yeah. So it's it's... Yeah, I really, I really dug it. I, I love that saga out of all of them. And then, you know, like you said, the whole Future Trunks kind of deal. So, you know, I, I love it. I love Goku Black as a villain. So, um, And then when they fused with the Batara earrings. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Because, because the one half of Zumazu was technically a Saiyan and the other half was a Kai. Like, they were that internal struggle. And then when he started like imploding in on himself and got that big purple arm and yep and so i mean what is even his name is it is it just zamasu Zamasu, yeah okay my only real complaint with the that whole saga is that uh when goku and vegeta fuse Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh well now the patori earrings only last for an hour when when they fused in the boo saga it was supposed to be permanent yeah and when when uh, Kabito and Supreme Kai fused, like that was permanent. I'm yeah, not. I, yeah. I'm not sure where that change came from. Yeah, you know, I'm not really. I'm not really too sure because it's like where where did that come? You know, where did that come up with? So I don't. I don't understand that piece. And I agree. It's 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 confusing, and it kind of makes the storyline a little bit weird. And that was like, because obviously I knew they were going to fuse, and that was like, what, one of the things I was most excited about was like, well, how are they going to unfuse? Like, Because my thing was like, what I was thinking of originally was, um, now I can't think of his name, but that little short Kai that loves Goku and wants to be his friend, he's like the most powerful being in all the universe. Zeno? Zeno, yeah. I went, and when Goku said he was going to come back with a friend, I was like, oh, he's going to come back as Vegito, and then Zeno's going to unfuse him. I thought they were going to do something like that, maybe. Sure. <laughs> but then, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, speaking of fusions, though, um, another one of my favorite characters is a fused character, uh, Gogeta. Okay. Um, I really like... I'll never forget the first time I saw 
the Vegeta Goku fusion into Gogeta. I mean, I got chills up and down my spine. I mean, it was like the music was perfect. The the you know the storyline for that movie was perfect. Uh, you know. And it really presents, like, oh, wow, finally we're seeing the fusion, you know, the fusion dance, something we thought we'd never see kind of thing, right? Um, and that was just such a badass moment for me in Dragon Ball Z, even sure. though it's not canon. I guess. GT is technically not canon. I mean, <laughs> G- I mean, GT, I mean, you have the GT Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, but to me, I didn't really... I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, but I, I'm talking the original Gogeta fusion in movie 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rebirth of no, the did fusion. You, when you saw that, did you see that after the Majin Buu saga? No. I, I kind of read... So, I, I'll be honest. You know, I read a lot of online stuff about what happens because those episodes were not... <clears throat> right. Excuse me. Readily available here in America. So, I became more and more interested, and that's when I started looking online and what these things were, and then um, I used Kazaa. Okay. There, there you go. There's, there's something you haven't heard. And I downloaded the whole... I can tell whole... you some stories about the yeah. looking for Dragon Ball Z stuff on there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> not appropriate for this podcast. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about that. But the... Uh, yeah, no, I just... I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And I, I downloaded the whole movie, and I watched it, so... No, the reason I asked is because when I first saw it, um, it was around the time when uh, the Android Saga first started airing on Toonami, and I found on eBay a collection, I think it was like 28 cassette tapes of imported from Japan of different, they were pretty random for the most part, and it was like 30 bucks, and I bought it, and um, there was like a couple of them from the Cell Games, there was a couple from the World Tournament, had uh, the second Brawley movie, and it had the the uh, Gogeta movie. Oh, like VHS tapes? Yeah. Sure, And it yeah. was like knockoff, like it was recorded off a of Japanese TV and it sure, had like sure. the Japanese commercials in there with it, yeah. which I thought was um, was fucking awesome at the time. But that's when I first saw it with like the really crappy dubs where like every other word that PyCon said was like the F word and I'm like, that can't <laughs> be like what really is going on, but yeah. And I didn't, and that was before I even, you know, saw any of the Majin Buu or I didn't, you know, fusion sure. dance or anything. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And that was the same for me. You know, it's like, I think I saw it at about the same time. Um, I was 14 in high school. So it was like right after you and I stopped hanging out for that brief little moment uh, in time where we just, you know, you went to a different school. I went to a different school. Right. But it's just, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that, that it was like in 2001 when the end. I'm like, that was the same time I was watching mm-hmm. that same shit. So, yeah. But. Um, and that goes into my next, my next character. Um, Fusion, multiple people, whatever you want to call it, but Goten and Trunks, Gotenks. Yes. Um, the same thing with that collection of movies I bought. One of them was the second uh, Brawley movie with Goten and Trunks facing Brawley. And the first thing I remember seeing of them is when, uh, now I can't remember which one of it, which one of them it is, but one of them like pees on Brawley's head, and I thought yeah, that yeah, was absolutely yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that is that's that was hilarious. I when I saw that and I was like, at first I didn't catch it, and then I realized I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was that was that was really funny. That was uh, that's a pretty funny moment. And like that's my only gripe really with Super so far is like there's no, you see Trunks a lot, but there's no Goten and Trunks like. Other yeah. than, like, the first few episodes where they're, you know, at the party and stuff. But. And when they fought Golden Frieza. Yeah. Yeah. 
or not gold. They're just regular Frieza. Didn't they fight or they tried to fight Beerus? And I don't. I think Vegeta didn't let him. Yeah. Oh no, they did. They did, and Beerus ended up like just knocking him away. Yeah. And they ended up unfusing. But, uh, you know, they played a big role in Dragon Ball Z, though. Yeah. So. Oh, I love like the when Piccolo was trying to teach him how to fuse, and they're you know little kids. They don't have an attention span, and they kept messing it up. And yeah. And then when they finally finally did, and then like just the. Uh, their whole attacks where they come up with the most ridiculous names, like the, the uh, <laughs> Super Galactic Donut and the yep. Kamikaze Ghost Attack. Like, yep. I, I love that. Like, well, Fang Volleyball Fist, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Um, speaking of Piccolo, I just want to make one quick honorable mention, because I know we're going to go to our final guy. Um, uh, Piccolo is probably, he's just outside of my top five favorite guys. Um, I really love Piccolo. I think Piccolo is another one of those characters in Dragon Ball Z where he was the villain at the end of Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. They brought him over in Dragon Ball Z and they made him a huge role, especially at the beginning of the Saiyan saga. Um, and then oh, even yeah. a little bit into the Namek saga, and then they made him a huge part of the Android saga um, when he fused with Kami, and that was just such a badass I mean, Piccolo moment. is the reason why Gohan is how he is. So. Yep, yep. And then the whole thing with training after that with the kids... And yep. you know, hit that that stuff at the end there was a little more comic relief. Um, like when he well he blew the door closed at the in the uh, uh, hyperbolic time chamber, right? Um, and then Boo escaped by yelling, right? <laughs> and then uh, you know he Piccolo was just like what no? And then he had like the super big anime eyes, like ah you know. Yeah. And then Go Tanks did it and they got out. Um, but yeah, no, I just I love Piccolo. You know, since I've been watching, I always thought Piccolo was super badass in the Japanese version. Uh, his music that they do for him is, I think, the best music when he comes on the screen. Um, yeah, I just I love I love Piccolo. I think he's I think he's really good, but you know he's just outside of my top five, so he's he's in my honorable mention. Fair so, enough. Do you have an honorable mention you want to make note of? I mean, how can we talk about Dragon Ball Z without talking about Goku? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can talk about Goku, I guess. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I mean, I'll I'll argue another point in a little while, but I mean, yeah, obviously the it's the story of Goku. It is. It re- it really is. It is. And I and I I like don't get me wrong. I like Goku even though he just said he was a fucking idiot, but I like Goku a lot better in Super than I did in Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I don't. It just seemed like in Dragon Ball Z he was much more of a serious character, where in Super he's just kind of like happy-go-lucky, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing too. Like you said, how can you talk about Dragon Ball Z without talking about Goku? Yeah. Um, and and this this part wasn't actually planned because we had our list, and then I brought up the honorable <laughs> mention, and you brought up Goku, and that that's that's a fair point. But I think if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, you're gonna like Goku no matter what. Yeah. Um. You cannot like Dragon Ball Z and not like Goku. Oh, that yeah. just doesn't make sense. I mean, um, the, f- the first episode you see him, he's touching Bulma's vagina. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's patting her down, you know? Um, wondering why she doesn't have a wiener, you know? It's <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, and it's funny because I actually, I, I, my girlfriend and I, uh, she's never seen Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, or Super. Oh. And so, I, so she's like, hey... I just watched the first episode of Dragon Ball Z. I said, "Hey, stop what you're doing. <laughs> Watch this one." Instead. And I said, "I said you and me. I said here's the deal. I said if we're gonna be serious, 
I want to watch all of Dragon Ball through Dragon Ball Z, through Dragon Ball GT, through Dragon Ball Super with you. I said, we, we have to watch it from the beginning. And she said, yes. And I'm like, oh, oh. she's a keeper. She's a keeper. <laughs> I like her. I like this girl. Um, but no, we were, we watched Dragon Ball. We're almost, we just, they just met Yamcha. Okay. So we just kind of started. And uh, yeah, I, I really, uh, I'm really excited because now I'm going to watch Dragon Ball from start to finish with her. So it's, nice. it's, it's really cool. I'm really excited. So, but it's time to talk about both of our favorite characters or well, both of our favorite character, I should say, um, a character who without this series would not exist. Oh yeah. Easily. They would have never beat Frieza. Everybody loves, oh wait, wouldn't beat Frieza. They wouldn't have beat any of the, none of the major villains they would have beat without this character. This is true. This is very true. Um, yeah, you can even say it for Majin Buu, Cell, Frieza. Yep. Uh, even Jiren from Super, mm-hmm. Goku Black. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them, all of them, really. Even Golden Frieza and, and Beerus. Yep. Um, yep. Vegeta. Yeah. I mean, talking about GT, too. Shadow, uh, the dragons. Oh, yeah, all mm-hmm. the Shadow Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For for even when Say he... what you want about Goku, and this is what I said I was going to argue Dragon Ball is about Goku, but to me, Dragon Ball Z is about Vegeta. To an extent, to a pretty fair extent, I'll get. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Dragon Ball Z. I think. I think actually, to me, bouncing off that is the dichotomy and the ending up of a relationship of Goku and Vegeta. Not like sexual or anything, but right. like the friendship right. of Goku and Vegeta. Right. It's like all these other characters who started out as villains that we've named out, like it didn't take Goku very long to change their ways. But you could argue still Vegeta is still not, you know, a hero or a villain. Yeah, he's he's a rogue. He he's got that pride in him and, and I th- I think I think at the end of Dragon Ball Z, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Vegeta ends up saying that Kakarot is his friend. I don't think he says it like the exact words, but yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I know he definitely says it in Dragon Ball GT. Um, but, and then in Dragon Ball Super, you know, the whole push, you know, constantly pushing Goku, you know, trying to yeah. stay even keel with Goku which they did a really good job with that cuz he even um, says like without Goku he would never be as strong as he is yep and and that is what and that's what i think is really cool but it but like you said Dragon Ball Z is about Vegeta but i think it's about friendship mm-hmm. their friendship and you know pushing it to that next limit and you know if it wasn't for Vegeta Goku wouldn't have won but Goku ended up winning exactly um or Gohan ended up beating Cell because of Vegeta yep um I'll argue a little bit for Frieza because Vegeta ended up dying beforehand. Right, but... That's kind of what pushed Goku. Goku would have died to Captain Ginyu had not Vegeta saved his life. Correct. And, you know, if if that didn't happen... No, yeah, well, that was the other thing. Vegeta did save his life, but Goku also saved Vegeta's life because he threw that frog in front of Captain Ginyu. Yeah. And Vegeta, because Vegeta was going to, or Go- Ginyu was going to switch with Vegeta, body switch. Right. Which would have spelled the end for everybody else. So, I mean, that, you know, he saved him. You know, Vegeta saved Goku. Goku saved Vegeta. Vegeta ended up saving Goku again. And even though he didn't necessarily save Goku, 
he still was able to, you know, push Goku to fight Frieza and make him think and, you know, yeah. really, mm-hmm. really push him beyond his, his limit. So, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Vegeta is just such a badass. I love Vegeta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How can you not? Yeah. I have I have his pops. You know, I have, <laughs> you know, uh, it's going to be one of my next tattoos is, is the uh, Samly, uh, the Samly, the uh, Saiyan family crest to the Vegeta one oh, okay. with the three arrows. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited for that. But, yeah, no, I just Vegeta's my guy. I've always loved Vegeta since since the beginning. Even when he was a villain, I'm like, this guy, this motherfucker's a badass right here. Like, this guy is my guy. Yep. So. Yep. And just, like, throughout all the hundreds of episodes, just watching him, watching his character develop and change and become this yep. guy that's just now, instead of fighting to be the strongest or to beat Goku, he's fighting for his family. Yep. So. It's it's awesome. So I love Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta catch up on Super. <laughs> yeah, I'm it, done. I'm done with Super. Ended. Super Super is really really good. Oh yeah. I so love it. yeah, I'm, I I love it. So all right. Well, that is all the time we have today for the Alternate Universe podcast. We thank you so much for joining again. I am Brian Berg, and I'm Ryan Gothier, and we appreciate it. And we will see you next time.